Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. It's our weekly conversation with Dr. Jeffrey Copen, the chief medical officer at Northwestern Medicine's Lake Forest Hospital. Do you have a favorite doctor song? A favorite doctor song. John, I'm still thinking about touching up x-rays today when Think I see about patients that. this afternoon. It could, uh, could be a little side hustle there for you, Doc. You say, look, problem yeah, solved. Yeah, really. You know, there, there's something to that. You know, it's, it's... you know, it reminded me of this. My dad used to say that the little orange light would come on on his dashboard and it would, you know, one of those warning lights. And so he, he took it to the service place and he said, could you just disconnect that light because it's never anything that serious, and it annoys me to see it all the time. If we just turned the light off, a lot of my problems would be solved. Yeah, listen, that can work, right? Depending on the on the situation. Think about in medicine, John, the value of the so-called placebo, placebo effect. effect. Yeah. If somebody really believes in something, you know, let's just say I prescribe a medication. If, if I sell the medication to the patient in a very positive way and the patient believes it, we know the medication can be more effective than if the patient's just taking it without that belief. And I, I think there's so much to that. It's attitude and the way that our brain interacts with the rest of our body. It's, there's so much to that. And we never should overlook the impact of that mind-body connection. By the way, now you're making me think of this story. It wasn't the one I was going to start with, but I'll go to it now. The diabetes drug semaglutide has sparked a weight loss craze as people realize it can be used to shed pounds quickly when prescribed off-label. I'm reading from newsnation.com. Um, I think this is a, is this a diabetes drug, doctor? And what do you make of this? Yeah, so this um, is a is a diabetes drug. It first came out under the brand name Ozempic. It's easier to say too, I think. Yeah. So we'll call it Ozempic right now. Ozempic came out as a uh, is a diabetes drug. It's uh, it's called a GLP one drug, glucagon like peptide receptor agonist. All right, got to go to medical school to appreciate that, but it's Amen. a very cool drug in. It was originally formulated in order to help diabetics to have a uh, better control of diabetes, and it worked. But one of the things that happened in what we call the post-marketing time, this is after the drug is approved by FDA, and it started to be used by lots of people around the world, people who were taking this drug for diabetes actually started to lose weight. And they lose. They lost a lot of weight. Some people could lose as much to five to ten percent, John, of their body weight. That's a lot. So if somebody say weighed two hundred pounds, they could lose twenty pounds while using this drug. So then, what happened? No surprise. They, people started to use this medication in what's called an off-label use, which means FDA didn't say. Ozempic is okay for weight loss, but people started to use it. And then what happened in America, something that only can happen in America, all our social media influencers, many of them started to use Ozempic for weight loss, and they posted it on TikTok and Instagram and all these other social media things that I don't use. 
But the next thing you knew, this, this, this drug became very, very popular for, for weight loss. And we know there's like some Hollywood people who started to use it. This drug comes in a pen and you inject. There's a needle that comes out of the pen and he used that to inject. And they started to call Ozempic pen the skinny pen. These people could use it and lose weight. So that, that's the story behind Ozempic. It um, um, is you inject it, and then is it an appetite suppressant, or is, is it just increase your metabolism and you lose weight? I mean, what happens? Yeah, so it's not about metabolism. It turns out that this receptor, and we're all we're all big now in receptors. We learned that with all of our COVID stuff, right? The um, this GLP is it will bind to a receptor mostly in the central nervous system, different parts of the brain, and it actually has an anorectic effect. It takes away appetite, and the other thing it does, it, it affects what's called gastric emptying. So when we eat, our stomachs act as a reservoir of what we've just consumed, the food and liquid, and it meters the flow of the food and liquid into our, our small intestine to be digested. When our stomachs are full after we eat a meal, we feel full, right? We're sated. We don't feel like we need to eat anymore. So the longer the stomach stays full, the more we feel full and we don't need to eat anymore. So that's another effect of this medication. So it's not a metabolism mm. speeding up thing. And John, when you and I were a lot younger, back in the day when certain people would use amphetamines, they actually were prescribed yeah. um, for weight loss, and that was speeding up metabolism. And that didn't work out too well. Sometimes for pregnant um, moms, pregnant women. Um, right, but, exactly, exactly. So, so what we, do you, thankfully, what do you make we, don't, of this? we don't do that anymore. But between the appetite suppressing and the gastric emptying decrease, the, these drugs are effective in helping people to lose weight. So you're not against it that way, huh? Sorry? You're not against the use of the drug for that purpose. Oh, okay. So then what happened was the company that made this medication, it's called Novo Nordisk. It's a Danish company out of Denmark. Um, they then did a bunch of studies where they showed that the drug in a different dose, a higher dose than what was originally approved for Ozempic, was even more effective in helping people to lose weight. And people could lose as much as 10 to 15% of their body weight. This is a drug called Wegovi. It's the same medication as Ozempic. It's just given in a higher dose. And that drug was approved by FDA for weight loss, not, just, not for diabetes, but for mm. weight loss. Mm. And that drug is available today. And there are people out there who've had a lot of success with this medication. Now, this, this medication by no means is a panacea for weight loss. You need to use it once a week, inject yourself once a week. And you know what happens, John, if you stop using the medication? This is the bad part. Yeah. You gain all the weight back. It's so, expensive, too, I hear. Like, yeah, yeah. It can cost up to $1,300 a month. Not everybody's insurance covers it. Um, so it is. It can be expensive um, to to take, 
There's a lot of excitement, though, about this medication. You know, we really haven't had an effective and safe medication to help people lose weight. And we know how obesity has just become a public health problem of the highest order, Um, not only in the United States, but around the world. I mean, it's estimated there's somewhere between two and a half and three billion people in the world right now who are overweight and significantly overweight. Think about that. By some estimates, by 2035, half the world's population could be overweight. Yeah. And isn't it amazing to yeah. think about? And then the other half so, without enough to eat. Um, I'm going to pause here for a second, doctor, although I just want to read this quick note from one of our listeners. I'm taking a similar drug, Manjaro, for diabetes. My blood sugars are in excellent control, and I've lost 10% of my body weight without much effort. It is outrageously expensive, but I have never felt better. So that's just um, an interesting note. Before we move on, Doc, anything else you wanted to say about that conversation about these diabetes drugs that are used for weight loss? Yeah, I, I'm excited about the possibility of these medications to help people who just have such a hard time taking weight off and start to develop medical issues. What we don't know yet, Jen, is what the long-term safety profile is. There is not more than four years' experience with these medications. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, we just don't know. From a basic science standpoint, it would appear these would be safe for the long term. But, you know, we've had... We've had hard lessons learned in the bat, in the past. So this is something we're going to have to keep our eye on as this medication is used more and more, which it will be. Here's an interesting little business aspect. This company, Novo Nordisk from Denmark, mm-hmm. its stock price has more than doubled over the last two years. It um, it hit, Its stock capitalization right now is greater than Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and Moderna all put together. So the companies we've been talking about that were successful at making the COVID vaccine, this Novo Nordisk, because of the potential market for weight loss medication, is twice the size on market capitalization than those three other pharmaceutical companies. It's successful enough, the drug, in doing that, that there's another condition now that we have to deal with, and that's called ozempic face, where people lose so much weight so quickly, you can't always tell where it's going to go, and people look older because their face is suddenly so much thinner. (laughs) That's right. It's like, it reminds me is... um, Men start losing their hair from the top of their head, but it grows in other places, right? You can't, you can't choose where the hair is going to grow. Well, it's the same thing when people lose weight rapidly. Um, they could lose fat, fat from their face, and then they start to look drawn and older, and people don't like that when, when that happens. And we're not good enough yet with weight loss, particularly rapid weight loss, to mm-hmm. predict where that extra weight's going to come from. It doesn't always come off places that we want it to come off. Uh, Doctor, we have three more minutes left. Here's a question from one of our listeners. Please ask Dr. Copen if he recommends we wear masks when we fly to Europe for the next WGN Mediterranean cruise next month. That sounds like fun. Um, wear so the mask I on would the plane. say it, it really ba- it's based on your own set of risk factors. So how old are you? Remember, older people are the ones when they get COVID infection can get really sick. Are you fully vaccinated? And then what is your risk tolerance? Somebody who's concerned 
not only should wear a mask, but should get wear a well-fitted yeah. N95 respirator, yeah. not just a surgical mask, if you really want to take um, the proper precautions. Having said that, if you're younger, you're healthier, you, you probably don't need to wear a mask on a plane. The, um, the, the air circulation is very good. There's HEPA filters, which is the best around. There has not been, to my knowledge, a super spreader event on an airplane. So it really comes down to each individual's risk tolerance and what they know about their own medical history and their age. I know more and more people that are coming down with COVID, and it seems like the latest strain is kicking people in the butt. I mean, they're, they're laid up for a week, and I just found out today another friend that's got COVID. Uh, I've had more family and friends report to me COVID in the last month than I did, I'll bet, last year. It's just nutty. Yeah, Jen, it's interesting. You've been saying this you know, repeatedly I over know. the last month. I you know. You just know so many people that that have come down with it. It's interesting, the variant that we're seeing now all over the country is this XBB1.5. Um, we saw that coming. Um, we, for, you and I first talked about it about six weeks ago that it was gonna be taking over, and indeed it did. It started on the East Coast, mm -hmm. it's now here. About 90% of the sequenced viruses in Illinois is this XBB stuff. Um, so it's just interesting. It's a different, you know, it's a different variant. It's it's infectious. Thankfully for most people, they're not getting very sick. But having said that, I, I checked today, John. We had 64 reported deaths in the state of Illinois in the last week from COVID. 64. Um, you know, we still know that there's about 100,000 new infections a week in the United States. Yeah. That's probably a good number to think about. So the virus isn't done with us. You know, we're all living our lives and that's great. Please, as I keep saying, if you're in the right age group, make sure you get that, that bivalent um, vaccine that's out there. You really do wanna have that. Having that additional immunity is only gonna help you. Dr. Jeffrey Copen from Northwestern over at Lake Forest Hospital there. Uh, you and I will visit again next week, Doc. We always appreciate your wisdom. Looking forward to it. Everybody take good care. Bye-bye.